now, right, with the proliferation of SaaS, right, and the expectations, right, if that product doesn't work immediately and don't, somebody doesn't jump on it, you're done. Forget about it. I'm going to just download something else. It's an amazing component of building companies to make sure that you have that solid customer uh, support uh, success area and they have to be empowered. So it's not just having the people, they have to be able to solve the difficult hairballs that arise every single day in a way in which it doesn't have to escalate. Hey everyone, I'm Chris Ronzio, founder and CEO of Trainual, and this is Organized Chaos. On every normal episode, you hear me talk about building your playbook. Well, we actually have an event every year called Playbook over at Trainual, and this session is a clip from Playbook 2022. That's our annual event at Trainual, and it features some of the top business leaders in the world. So we've reformatted these sessions for the podcast so that you can enjoy them wherever you are, totally free. This upcoming session is hosted by me. All right. Welcome back, everyone. I'm really excited for this next session. If you listen to my podcast, Organized Chaos, then you know I love every chance I get to talk with Dan Tyre. So we're bringing him back for another episode. I read once that you can never read the same book twice because each time you read it, you're a different person. And so you receive it differently and you learn different things. And I think the same goes with interviews. So some of you may have heard Dan and I talk before, but every time we talk, there will be new nuggets of wisdom. There'll be new questions. There'll be new stories that Dan tells. You can already see his energy in the chat. This guy's infectious. So let's talk about Dan. 14-year veteran of HubSpot. 15. 15. Don't tell me short, okay? That's my old bio. I needed to upgrade it last week. In June, I know, I celebrated 15 years at HubSpot. Amazing. It's like dog years, too. It goes on forever. It's a grind. Yeah. Yeah. That's like 75 in SaaS years. So, so 75 years at HubSpot. That's what I'm putting in here. Uh, he was the first salesperson. He's expanded the sales through management and training, uh, the, the whole sales team. And he coined the term schmarketing, which we talked about the first time I interviewed him. He's also the co-author of the book Inbound Organization. Awesome book. Check that out. Uh, how to build and strengthen your company's future. So as always, welcome, Dan. Boom! Chris, my friend, thanks so much for uh, letting me join, man. This is exciting. I've been working the chat pane, right? Trying to understand whether this uh, audience wants more content or more jokes. What do you think they said? Uh, I don't know. I haven't they seen They said it. both. You've got an oh. overachieving audience. Come on. They're not going to be just like sitting back in the weeds. And I hope we got somebody moderating the chat pane because it's like a mosh pit. Let's go. We want a lot of energy. We want the questions. Uh, first of all, I should say I'm a huge Chris fan, right? I have been for a while. How long have we known each other, my friend? Uh, four or five years, something yeah, like I that. Yeah, I think it's five years. We met at a program that I was presenting at and, uh, you're like, yes, like, uh, that's the way I'm trying to scale my company. I look around five years later, boom, all these customers building a great culture, right? You're a great husband. You're a great man, right? You've got uh, building a great company in Arizona and, and uh, North America. And, and then uh, we got a chance to connect because um, I was doing a program HubSpot for startups in India. Remember that? And I'm like, Chris, do you do a lot oh, yeah, of business yeah. in India? He's like, yeah, I do. I'm like, okay, give me a case study. And then I, um, I presented the trainual um, scale up in India and people are like, yeah, that's good. That's what I want to do. So uh, a great example for our entrepreneurs, startups, scale up, solo entrepreneurs, and super excited to be here. 
So someone in the chat said, I think you're competing for the, the host spot, the moderator spot with this energy. And really, like, I don't have to do anything. I think you could just talk for the whole time. So um, I'm just going to turn my camera off and we'll, ah! just, we'll just let. No, 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 no. It's the Chris no, no. and Dan show. But like, <laughs> what happens when we get together? It's like like people may think that this is our public persona. It's our private persona, too. Yeah. Right. I finish your sentences. You're like, but Dan, and then we jump in and then I tell a few jokes and it's usually fairly entertaining. So that's what we're going for today. So do you have a joke to kick things off so that we can uh, hit both right out of the gates? Come on, really? I, I, this is my fifth speaking engagement this week. What do you call a snarky inmate walking downstairs? What do you call it? A condescending con descending. <laughs> is that good? All right, put in the champagne, rate that joke, right? You're all going to steal it. I know. I There's George saying good, good. I got a couple of, ooh, eight out of 10, eight out of 10, 11 out of 10. Okay, it balances out. Right. I, I got like, I, I, I major in dad jokes, right? Go to dadjokes.com, right? It's not that hard, right? But in all my presentations, right? I just, um, I think I'm up to 49 presentations so far this year, which I love doing, right? I love the podcast. Most people like the big energy. If you're an introvert, like lower your volume a little bit and turn off your screen because it's going to be a hard next 25 minutes, right? But we're going to have some fun. You, uh, Becky sent me the greatest questions. Oh my goodness. Thank you very much, Becky. And thank you, Chris, because uh, we're going to talk a little bit about growth, which both HubSpot and Trainial is all about growth, right? What you're trying to do is grow our uh, HubSpot's mission statement is to help millions of small businesses grow better. And that means not just as your company, not just your bottom line. It means as individuals, as uh, families, as leaders, as companies. And so uh, that's why I'm here today is to spread that word to help people, right? And um, to give them some guidance and uh, support as they're on their journey. Amazing. Okay, so let's get into it. So why don't we start where you started with HubSpot, which is sales. Sales has changed a lot in the last couple of years, in the last decade, whatever we wanted to say. Uh, how, when do you think are the correct sales touch points in a process? And we can talk about the inbound organization, but when should sales be involved in the selling process? Well, that's a very good question. Let's, let me ask you this, Chris, what percentage of the sales process do you want to go through before you talk to a salesperson? Uh, I think 90%. Okay. All right. And the, as statistics, I've got statistics. In fact, I'm going to drop a few uh, links into the chat pane if that's okay. Can I do yeah. that? Yeah, Okay. Sure. Right. Um, that uh, says in most um, considered purchases, that's B2B considered purchases where there's multi-touch uh, where you have to figure out configurations thing. It's between 64 and 99%. Right. So um, you asked a good question in the uh, preview about like, what is the power of sales and marketing work together? Right. And the term that we use is marketing. Do you know marketing? Yeah, I know marketing. Marketing from okay. you. Okay. From yeah. you. <laughs> I, it's because I invented the term. It's like a schmear of a, a bagel if you're in Brooklyn and uh, sales and marketing smushed together uh, more effectively describes the way to connect with a prospect. And it's a shared goal. It used to be in the old days, right? Sales had all the glory and marketing was always in the dog house. In fact, marketing was a built-in excuse. If um, sales was doing good, right? It was, yeah, we're like awesome. If we were doing bad, we'd say it's because we don't get good leads. So we threw marketing under the bus. Or if they gave us a lot of leads, we're like, there's too many leads. I don't know which one to follow up. So we throw marketing right under the bus. Mm -hmm. And today it's different. You have the right answer. Right today, because of the change in behavior, right, of the way people buy, 
right? I asked this question when I was in Rhode Island last week. Uh, how did you buy 10 years ago? And the people in the audience are like, I asked my parents. I'm like, okay, a lot of Gen Z people here. <laughs> but how do you normally, how did you buy 10 years ago? And when you were trying to buy something like um, a car or something, consider person, you had to go to a retail store. Like you bought a copier. You went to someplace to buy a copy. How do you buy something now, Chris? You go to the website. Exactly. Right. And what do you do when you get to the website? You click on all the pages and then you get retargeted uh, on every social platform. <laughs> That's right. You read a little bit of the product, look at the reviews. There we go. Aaron say, look at the reviews, right? You understand a little bit about the user stories. You're like, okay, does this person or this company relate to me? Do they service Canada? Will they uh, provide some? And you do all of your uh, work up front, mm -hmm. right? That means Right in the old days, right? Sales were the heroes. Now, a good marketer is infinitely more important because if you can't bring the eyeballs to the website, you're pooched. I don't care if you're the best salesperson in the world, in which I consider myself a top two percenter, right? But if uh, you don't get to my website and you are considering something else, right? It's going to be very difficult for me to break in there because people are so busy. Right. And so when people get to your website, then the uh, marketing process is to ingratiate yourself a couple of ways. Number one, you want them to understand a little bit about your mission and culture, right? Which Trainual does very well. Number two, HubSpot does very well as well. We want to welcome you in. Number two, right? We want to make it super easy for you to understand what we do and how to get a little taste, which amazing. When I went to your website doing my research, right? You're like, you know, I didn't have to put in a credit card. Here's all this free stuff. Why do you do that on your website, Chris? We want people to experience it. We want them to touch it and feel it and decide if it's a good fit for them. Because if everyone just signs up for a trial and gets in there, then it's going to work for, you know, a small, small, small percentage of the people. So we kind of want them to qualify themselves. And actually something we can talk about, we just rolled out a demo on our website where you can actually interact with the product on the website before going into a trial. And so it's, it's leaning even further in that direction that test the product, play with the product before you're even signing up for a free trial. It's so great. That's why you've got an inbound heart, right? Even before you knew HubSpot or we met, right? You're like, no, I want to help people, right? Which is the foundation for success in 2022. You're asking all these sales questions. There's this great book by this guy, Daniel Pink. You ever heard of Daniel Pink? Yeah, love him. He I wrote a book called The Sell is Human. I'm a little mm -hmm. jealous because I wrote a book and his sold a hundred times more than mine did. And he's not even a sales guy. He's like a researcher and he cycles in and he's like, I hear about closing deals and like working the pipeline. What does all that stuff mean? And when he researched it, he's like, oh, every single human, every single day does that. Right now, I'm buying or selling to your audience. I don't know which. Put in the chat pane whether I'm buying or selling, right? It depends. If you're going to do it every single of every, uh, minute of every day, you better be good at it, right? And so... The way to sell in 2022 is decidedly different. With the advent of inbound and your website being your like reception area, your showcase, right? Now you have to treat people like human beings, right? Which seems weird that I have to remind people about that in 2022, but just look at my Twitter feed, right? Or just look at Facebook, right? It's crazy. And then you have to uh, help not sell. Ooh, uh, Camia says she sold. I like that. Boom. I know. Um, the Inbound Revolution, which is the book that I wrote about organization, is all about using modern techniques to, number one, treat people like human beings, which let's have a reminder, super important, which, which HubSpot does very, very nicely. Number two, we want to make sure that you're helping, not selling, right? The 
tips that I'm going to give, there are any sales or marketing folks, when you connect with somebody for the first time, you don't connect to them to sell Trainual. You connect with them, first of all, in a research fashion to understand how you can help, right? And uh, everybody says, no one picks up the phone anymore, which is wrong. I got the statistic on that. Help, don't sell. Nafati, yes, exactly, right? Because if I call um, Chris and I'd say, Chris, I work with CEOs of scaling companies in Arizona who are looking to jam-pack 2,000, 20,000 people into their next um, virtual event. Does that sound like you, right? You'd be like, ooh, who is this guy? You couldn't control it. Your lizard brain, right? You had Seth on. Oh, my goodness. Seth Todd invented the lizard brain. Oh, my goodness. And he's going to say serotonin in your brain will drip down and you're like, wow, this guy, first of all, knows who I am. Number two, has uh, estimated what my problem is going to be. Third, asked to help, right? And those touch points make it so much easier, mm-hmm. right? So the ability for you to be an inbound organization has nothing to do with HubSpot. An inbound organization means that you're human. You help not sell. That you're, uh, the riches are in the niches. Have you ever heard that term? Yeah, of course. Okay. If you're in Europe today, it's the, if you want to get, uh, if you want to go to the beaches, you have to work the niches. That's what they, how they pronounce <laughs> it. And um, it's the same thing. In the old days, this was one of the questions you sent me. In the old days, you could be a generalist, right? You could work with everybody. Today, what most people want, they want a specialist. If you've got a stomachache, you don't want a general practitioner, you want a gastroenterologist, right? Because time to value, time to uh, fix it, time to um, evaluate. And the easiest way to grow, this is very hard for entrepreneurs, very, very hard, right? Is to focus on a specific niche, right? You wanna be that niche that, um, I don't know, all of the manufacturing companies in Maricopa County, 30 uh, employees and $3 million worth of revenue, they come to you. And if you can establish just a small market share, right? Then you get your word of mouth and flywheel moving so that everybody understands. So you're the go-to person, right? Now I just go to Chris. He's the person who creates this particular um, process, understands our vocabulary, seasonality, and you're going to get better value. And once you do that, right, it's easier to move from a lower market share to a higher market share. And then you just take another niche, right? And that's the way you scale in um, 2022. Then you have to make sure that your um managing the customer experience, your only sustainable advantage. In the old days, people bought a product or service because you had a feature no one else had, right? Now it's not like that, right? All the the pace of uh, technology innovation is such that everybody's going to have the same like uh, features that you have. If if Trainual has a feature, right, that people like, right, your competitor is going to have it in six months, maybe a year. Right. And so now the process and your competitive advantage is making sure that you're treating your customers like human beings. You're helping them. You're ingratiating. It's easy to do this. To do that, you have to look at the data, which is the fifth component of an inbound organization. Right. You look at the data. You make sure that you are delighting your customers. Right. You make sure that the ratios are right. That the people who come to your website, at least a certain, ooh, Thomas says good stuff. Yeah, this is all like out of the inbound organization. It's all the stuff that I learned at HubSpot. It's all the stuff that Trainual practices. And uh, the great thing is that it's essential for solo entrepreneurs, for scale-ups, even for uh, $100 million companies to practice. Because if you don't, you're going to get squished, right? It's a very competitive 
marketplace. Do you know the uh, average number of competitors a U.S. company has? No. Guess. Mm, a thousand. Okay. It's a little less, right? Uh, in 2014, the average company had six competitors. Okay. Right? I in, guess I'm thinking uh, online. Okay. That makes but, sense. No, 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 but you're right. You're headed to, in 2022, it's a hundred, there's a hundred competitors, right? There's easy. I'm sure you do your competitor intelligence and everybody wants to be trained, right? But they can't because you got there first and you provided value and you use that big orange heart of yours to go in and offer them this stuff. And then you delighted your customers. Son of a gun. The reason why you're scaling like a rocket ship is when somebody comes in, they're like, yeah, this is good stuff. It's easy to use. I like this stuff. They're not going to change, right? There's another product feature. You're going to find out pretty soon. You're just going to add it to your program. And that is a uh, recipe for success. Uh, you have leaned into the customer experience, which is great. Now, the final thing, which is also uh, you've done so well. Sounds like I'm a, your PR firm. And we didn't even discuss this, but you're a great example. When I was doing my research last night, Becky sent me the question. So I'm like, these guys just practice the process is to create a community. And you're running this program for two days, which costs a fair amount of money. Why are you doing it? Why are you helping out all these people with world-class speakers and uh, programs? To help, to be helpful, to help them grow their businesses exactly. because then our product works better. Right. Zach SD says Becky's a stud. I like that. It's a star if it's female, but good, good stuff. I know. Look at that. Hearts, hearts, hearts. That's right. And so you're ingratiating yourself. First of all, it's good for humanity, right? Doing good stuff is just nice. Second of all, you're providing a great value of world-class speakers. The lineup is awesome. They explain how they can apply it to their particular business. It'll all be recorded. You'll make it available to everybody. That is unique, right? And, and that is a great, um, uh, it, it's a great way to build this community of like-minded folks, right? Your chat pain is hilarious right now. You've attracted people that have the same kind of values because they like to hang out with the train kind of uh, culture. And uh, that bodes very well for your continued scope. That was a little bit of a long-winded answer. But <laughs> how much time I, do I have? Do I have three more hours? No, yeah, we, I, I think we've got 20 minutes or so to go. Will uh, somebody have to give me the, the heads up when we're running out of time? Okay. But because I'll it. just keep talking to you forever. But um, okay, so many things that you just covered. First, yeah, customer experience. Shout out to all of our customer success teams, customer support, everyone that's talking to customers. Um, you're seeing this love in the chat. And so if you've talked to someone on our team, you probably know that, like Dan said, uh, features are not differentiators. People are. And I think that the people that we've built are just incredible. So shout out to all of you, because I know you're watching wherever you're logging in from. Okay. Thank hold you, on a second. Me. Hold on a second. That is not easy, right? Number one, you had to pick the right people. Number two, you had to focus them on this is a mission. Right? I've met some trainial employees, right? It's not that they're work, working like um, just selling insurance, right? You have made sure that you surrounded yourself with people who really understand customer delight and you've given them the flexibility so that they can deliver, right? That's on you, Mr. CEO and founder, right? You and John are working hard to create that. That's not easy, right? That means you have to take seriously your culture, right? Um, on behalf of HubSpot, uh, just Google HubSpot culture code. Right. Very early in the HubSpot um, uh, experience, we realized that culture was absolutely essential. And we worked hard. Darmesh Shah, the co-founder of uh, HubSpot, who's an amazing guy, he's the Dalai Lama of HubSpot. He just gave me a big hug last uh, week at our inbound conference. Right? Uh, he says, if you want to make a million dollars, help a million people and ask for a dollar. I'm like, oh, my goodness, that's so great. And he wrote the manifesto called the HubSpot Culture Code. And what it says is um, there are certain kind of um, ways 
that we recruit and apply so that our frontline employees can delight our customers. And it's hard to implement at a multi-billion dollar level, but like we've done it because we've attracted those kind of people who are mission driven and really want to help. Right. And you've done the same thing. Those customer service thing. One other thing, if you're a smaller company, right, the uh, customer service is now the third company, the third employee that you hire. In the old days, it was the two co-founders and then you hired your first salespeople. Now it's got to be a customer service person because in the old days, when uh, this is kind of speaking a little out of school, but in the early days of HubSpot, we charged $250 for the product. Right. And, uh, it didn't work that well. Right. It was okay. Right. But it, it's, just wasn't world-class software. And people, we, we said it was in beta for like 18 months and it was awesome. People cut us a huge break and we're like, we're still in beta. We could never do that now. Now, right. With the proliferation of SaaS, right. And the expectations, right. If uh, that product doesn't work immediately and somebody doesn't jump on it, you're done. Forget about it. I'm going to just download something else. Right. And uh, it's an amazing component of building companies to make sure that you have that solid customer uh, support uh, success area and they have to be empowered. So it's not just having the people. They have to be able to solve the difficult hairballs that arise every single day in a way in which it doesn't have to escalate. Right. One of the great things about HubSpot is we look at all of the bottlenecks all of the um, uh, critical points. And if um, like we're doing something over and over again, we'll just eliminate. We're like, okay, you don't need to get that approval anymore. Just do it, right? Pushing those decisions down to the appropriate level. Yeah, culture fills all the gaps that standard operating procedures don't don't document. You know, like if if you don't have a process, a procedure for everything, you fall back on the culture to say, directionally, how do we behave as a company? Do we take care of people? You know, and, and I think that's why I always recommend people start with the profile, start with the overview, the company, the culture, because that is the basis for how you behave in every scenario. And then you get more granular with your standard operating procedures for the repeatable, consistent scenarios that you go through. But culture is the foundation. Uh, uh, no question. HubSpot is very proud that we have one policy. There's one policy. Can you guess the one policy that HubSpot has? If you do this, I'll buy your breakfast sandwich because it'll be amazing. I bet it's something like be kind to others. Oh, that's so good. You get half a breakfast sandwich. You don't get any <laughs> bacon, but I'll give you a veg. It's use good judgment. Okay. Use. Uh, oh, uh, Vontavia says be human. That's a good one. And you're all around the same kind of thing, but it's use good judgment. Right. We want to make sure that our employees feel that, uh, first of all, we've hired them with that culture in mind and good for you. Number two, that uh, they understand what the company uh, mission and vision is and then that they're empowered to make that change. And it's hard at uh, when you have 7000 employees, but uh, HubSpot has done a great job in doing it. Well, that's amazing that you've stuck to that at this scale. So I want to go back to something you said uh, around this comment, be human. You said that if the website is kind of the reception and websites are not being human, not treating people like human, where are the pitfalls? Where are people's websites not human that they should actually be changing? How they're treating Oh my customers? goodness. If, you, if I come to your website and it's hard for me to find something, if it loads slowly or uh, you got a big graphic on something and I can't get it on my phone immediately, you got about... I don't know, three seconds. And then I'm out of there. I'm like going to the next person on Google, right? Uh, number two, I want to know that you know who I am, right? And so if um, you can uh, serve up information where it says, hey, you're an entrepreneur and angel investor, I'm welcome, right? And I want you to uh, show me um, specific information 
And I want you to um, give me information where I feel welcome, right? If it's generic, if it's like we work with everybody, if it's like not tailored to me, then I'm a little disgruntled, either um, consciously or unconsciously. But as soon as you say, no, 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 we help Arizona entrepreneurs, right, who are angel investors who want to um, help scale other businesses. Now I'm like, ooh, these guys understand me. I want to make sure that it's easy for me to get free stuff. Put in the chat pane if you guys like free stuff. Yes, free stuff, no free stuff. Oh, Becky. Yes, I know, I know. Come on, quick, quick. Everybody who's listening. Yes, yes. Look at all that stuff. The free chat stuff pane. is my jam. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, so we're going to give you some free stuff at the end of this presentation because um, Chris and I appreciate that. And, right, I want to understand. It could be a checklist. Right. It could be a, a, a podcast. Your podcast is awesome. I love listening to your podcast. It could be um, a, a PowerPoint presentation. It could be a, there's a million things that anybody can give away. Right. But I want to see it. And I want some of it for free. That's your blog. And then I want some of it behind the squeeze, squeeze page so that you get me to type in my uh, the entire at HubSpot.com email. Right. And if you do that, then I'm like, OK. These guys get me. And then I want to make sure that you're sending me personalized, customized emails to get me back. You're like, you like that Dan Tire, Chris Ronzio podcast? We got a better one, which is hard to believe, but maybe. And I want you to lead me back to stuff that interests me. Like that was one of the great questions as well. How do you tap into somebody's customer experience? You got to know if this is the first time I've been to the website. You got to know if it's the 15th time I've been to the website, because then your email can be like, Dan, you spend more time on my website than I do. Right. This is the 14th time you're back in 2022. Perhaps we should talk. Do you want to schedule a meeting with somebody who can accelerate your process for customer success or building um, uh, training manuals? And I'll be like, yeah, they nailed it. So the customer experience is um, there's education process. Sometimes people will move to the decision process or consideration process. And then the decision process. And there's different content for each one. That's why it's so hard to be a marketer today. Because in the old days, you had one brochure. It was frigging uh, like hard-coded. It's like if you lived in Boston, you'd use it to scrape the snow off your windshield, right? And no one ever really looked at it, but it was pretty, right? Today, you have to have customized information exactly where I want. And the more specific you can get, the happier I am. And if you make me happy, then I'm not going anywhere, right? In today's world with so much craziness going on, if you're a good vendor and you do what you say you're going to do, and you give me free stuff, right? Then I'm with you forever. Not only that, but then I'm recommending you to everybody I know. I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't build your own training, man. Go to Trainual. And they're like, who's Trainual? I'm like, you don't know Trainual? All right, go to this website. Now, what just happened is I'm a flywheel. Put in the chat pane if you know what, a, yeah, Camia says it's true. Of course it's true. If you know what a flywheel is. Yes, flywheel, no flywheel, right? Quick, quick, come on, attendees. You're lagging. Ooh, look at this. Yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. Okay, a flywheel. Are you a car guy, Chris? I don't know if you're a car guy. A little. Okay. I, I don't, don't like own old car. cars. I don't know. Old, you don't own a car? I don't own a car. I have what to. What do you do? You Uber everywhere or Lyft? Or? Uh, I have to ask my wife if I can borrow the car. I'm like, oh, Amy, okay. can, I, can I borrow the car? I had a I scooter. Can... When I first moved to Arizona, I had a Vespa. I didn't have a car, but yeah. I had a little scooter. And it was, it's 110, 115 degrees here. So I broiled in that thing just driving around in the summer. But uh, I, I bet. Car. I bet you it was good gas miles, though, right? Oh, yeah. You go 150 miles a gallon or something. 
Yeah, Yvonne says she's in Brooklyn, no car. Good for you, Yvonne. I, uh, it's a long story, but uh, occasionally I'll ask my wife to borrow the car and she's like, where, where are you going, Dan? And I'm like, I don't, I'm going to the grocery store. She's like, when are you going to be back? I'm like, I don't know. I'm going to the grocery store. She's like, okay, get your own car. Then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the process. No, flywheel, flywheel. Uh, if you're an auto guy, yeah, I was trying to think how I got on that tangent. A flywheel in the automobile is what moves the pistons. Right. And so there's a process. You also might be um, familiar with the movie Ghost with Patrick yeah. Swayze and uh, yeah. Demi Moore. Demi Moore, yeah. Right. And, and she's a potter. And uh, a flywheel is also a potter thing. You push the pedal and the flywheel goes around more quickly. And then you do the pot. I think Patrick Swayze's dead now. Right. Yeah. I think he was dead in the movie. Maybe that's why they called it Ghost. I'm not sure. Anyway, that flywheel works for your customers. Right. Because once I start talking about training, well, because I'm a police customer, right? Your customers are more value than your sales team, right? They will bring in more business. Hmm. And, uh, HubSpot has this, uh, amazing woman, Christina Garnett. She runs our hub fans advocacy program, right? We cultivate that because we are appreciative of people who recommend it. And it, when a salesperson calls you, you know, they have a vested interest. When a customer, oh, Jen Bergen says, Christine is amazing. Yeah, that's some positive reinforcement immediately. Team HubSpot, hashtag Team HubSpot. Very good. And um, that is essential for all customers. For all of the people listening to this podcast, you want to get your tribe, just like uh, Chris and uh, Jonathan have, just like uh, Traniel has done. You want to define who your tribe is, and then you want to delight them in a way in which they're like, this is an exceptional company, which this program is a great example. And then you want to be um, make sure that it's easy for them to recommend you. doesn't have to be financial compensation, right? It doesn't have to be like uh, pay a, um, a commission or anything like that. It's just like if you recommend or if you feel comfortable recommending to somebody, Right. What uh, HubSpot has done is there's a little gamification, things like that. You get um, tickets to inbound T-shirts, things like that, if you um, support the initiative. And building your tribe, right? Once you have that strong tribe, right, and you have a very strong tribe, then it's harder for people to break in because it's not about the software. It's about hanging with people who have the same values of helping human beings, of uh, helping not selling, and everybody having a good time to do what they want to do. You know, we asked Seth Godin about tribes yesterday, and one of the things he said that I think you just reinforced is that you don't have to create your own tribe. Not everyone has to create a tribe, but the tribes exist out there, and you have to align with the tribe and find a group, a niche, a niche that resonates with what you're building, and then they're attracted to you. And so that's kind of like the that inbound philosophy that I think Seth was agreeing with you on. A hundred percent. And he's spoken at a lot of the inbound conferences that HubSpot has, and he's a brilliant guy. And you've got to be a little bit intentional. Right. Mm -hmm. About who you want to hang with. If you go to the auto industry, there's a certain type of person who works in the auto industry. If you go into healthcare, there's a certain type of person. They have certain values. They have certain thoughts. They have, uh, they're, they're kind of the same. Right. That's why they go into the industry. Right. Yeah. And when you the create graphics, exactly, it becomes very, very valuable yeah. from a business perspective, also from a human perspective. When I was at the HubSpot inbound conference with 10,000 people, it was amazing because they all have big orange hearts. They're all talking about how they're helping everybody else. And they're watching Jane Goodall and Barack Obama and all these people. And they're all just like uh, bonding together and amazing process, right? And uh, by bringing all those people together, it just um, takes that feeling and it's like times 10. Amazing. 
See, if you're if you're doing your event last week and we're doing our event this week, we should be doing like, you know, two for ones on speakers and stuff. We're gonna get we gotta get more strategic next year. All right, let's go. Let's go. I've always said, Chris, anything you need, I'm all in, like everybody else. Right. Uh, uh, I support all entrepreneurs. My mission statement is doing the most good for the universe. Right. Which I stole from my son, Eli, um, about 10 years ago. I'm like, he told me when he dropped out of college, he's like, I just want to do more good for the universe. What do you say when your 22 year old son says, I just want to do more good for the universe? I'm like, I'm stealing that line. He's like, what? I'm like, I'm going to tell him. That's that's, my new- I think that's what success as a parent looks like. I, you know? I'm crying. I'm crying. I'm like, Okay, that's that's the most beautiful thing you've ever said to me. And he's done it. He's socially responsible. He's someplace in Prague now trying to solve for humanity's existence. An amazing person. And you see at dantire.com, it's um, doing the most good that I can for the universe. And I'm relentless about it. I'm an old guy, so I don't sleep a lot. I just like nap in two hour <laughs> increments. And so like it's three o'clock in the morning. What do I do? Either jump on LinkedIn or uh, Slack or I like prepare something like that. Oh, Jay. You are always on LinkedIn. Whenever I'm on there, you, you like comments or right back right away. So you must always be awake. I've uh, got, I want to, one thing that you said that I want to highlight. Go, 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 um, go. You said, uh, just give things away. Why do you think people are afraid to just give content away? Oh, it makes sense because um, they're worried that it's going to impact their business, right? And in the old days, we were very, very careful because that was your competitive advantage. I don't want to give away my secret sauce, but it doesn't work like that now, right? The more you give, the more you get, right? If uh, there are hundreds of thousands of people who use HubSpot free software, just Google HubSpot free software. All of our software starts at free. Right. And uh, the reason we do that is number one, people like number two, people need it. HubSpot has a solid balance sheet. And like, if you're just starting out, we don't want to take money from you. That's what the old companies do. That was the like the company started in the 80s and 90s. Let's milk every single dollar we can get from startup companies. And it, like, that's the way we roll. We're the exact opposite. Like, we want to help people. Right. If people need software and they don't have enough money to afford it, HubSpot has the number one CRM for scaling companies, right? And it's free. It's always going to be free, right? How and about, how about outside of software? Do you think you think service companies can use free too? Hundred percent, right? There is no reason why you can't go ahead and offer a free consultation. I do it all the time, right? I do office hours at the Henry. Right. Which is a local Phoenix based company, which we and I have met. Uh, do manufacturers use free? Of course. My co-author for the inbound organization, right, has three patents for lasers. Todd Hockenberry is like the smartest guy ever. And he's like, uh, he was competing against a multi-billion dollar multinational, right? Who had all of these features. The one thing that people wanted when they bought a laser is they wanted quick turnaround. So what they did is when somebody sent in a spec, Right. They would say, okay, we will build the prototype within 40 hours, 48 hours and send it back to them. And people are like, what? And and they're like, how much does that cost? We're like, we'll do it for free. They won 99% of the business. This is a friggin' laser for crying out loud. Right. And right. That's where the niche came in. Right. If it was a certain type of company, it was a certain size that had uh, like a certain demographic. Right. They would win 99% of their time. They studied the data which we talked about earlier. And then all of a sudden, boom, right? They were able to convert so many more and everybody's like, no, 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 go to that company, go to Todd Ockenberry's company. They'll build a prototype for you for anybody can do that. Now, right? The, the challenge is you don't want to lose your shirt, 
right? You want to make sure that the investment is commensurate with the return, right? And that makes it easier if you're niching into a five or 10 or 50 companies, right? That you can get the, uh, the specifics and ratios uh, attuned so it works well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I would summarize this. I know we've got to wrap up, but I would summarize this whole idea of being free as uh, helpful. You know, if you're providing free content, if you're offering a free version of your software, if you're offering free services, if you're offering a free consultation, what you're trying to do is start by helping someone, show someone value. And when you create that value and you create that trust, then it makes them want to purchase from you as their needs expand and increase. And that's how you make sure you don't lose your shirt. And so uh, whether it's free software or services, uh, what we're really talking about is just being helpful, being human. And I think that's really been the theme for this presentation. So I, I want to thank you so much for coming on here again, because as always, we could just talk forever. It's awesome. Thank you very much. Congratulations on a great program. I'm a huge Chris Rangio and Trainual fan. I just put my link in there. Uh, Florence asked a good question. If you're giving away your software, how do you make money? Uh, there's separate tiers. Everybody starts it free. If you want to accelerate and get more value, then you got to pay a little more money. If I can be of value to anybody, right? I offer this to everybody. Only 2% of the people take me up. Just ping me on LinkedIn, right? Uh, be specific about your ask, right? To the extent of my bandwidth, I'm happy to help uh, anyone, right? To my experience, it's the most fun that I have. I love it. All right. Thanks so much, Dan. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. For everyone else, I want to highlight that last point that he said right there, because he's right. And I think less than 2% of people actually take advantage of these kind of offers that amazing speakers and experienced people like Dan have just thrown out there. If you want answers, if you've got questions, ping people directly on LinkedIn, on Twitter, on YouTube, on Instagram, wherever it is that they hang out, go there, send them a message. I have people that send voice messages through Instagram or LinkedIn, and I love answering those. I'll answer them as I'm walking down the street, um, but it's a few and far between. For all the people that are here listening, only a couple will take action. So will you be one of the ones that takes people up on that offer? Please do go follow Dan and our other speakers, and I promise it'll pay off. Hey, thanks for listening to Organized Chaos. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe, leave a review, or share it with anyone in your network that you think could benefit from this information. For episode show notes, podcast recaps, and tons of other small business news and inspiration, check out the manual. That's trainual.com backslash manual.